Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, and Kellen Kennedy with you. Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town. Every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. You can tell Chris and Chef L. Taff and Brendan that Oilers Now sent you. Roos Chris is open from 5 until close Tuesday through Sunday, open 4 o'clock on Oiler Game Days. We are going to head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline and welcome back to the show for Abe's Door Service, where service is their specialty. Visit abesdoor.ca. One of the most plugged-in men in the business, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How are you doing? Hey, Bob. How you doing, bud? Yeah, well, I'm team's won 11 straight and just beat the Maple Leafs, so I'm in a pretty good mood myself as a guy who works they did? For... I, ne- I didn't hear that. You didn't You didn't hear any of that in Toronto, eh? No, no. It was quiet, quiet news. Well, that's because it was a regional game and not a national one. Oh, man. Don't get me started. <laughs> don't even. You don't even want to go there? You don't make the call on that, but were you surprised that wasn't a nationally broadcast game? Uh, unfortunately, it's happened too often. Are you, what are you trying to do, get me fired? No, 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 um, no. No, I can, no, it, no. It's happened. It, it's happened too often. I, you know, I, like I, I think I'm like anyone else. You know, it, it, those those games should be nationally televised. I, you know, but you know, how much do I feel like lighting my own employer on fire? Uh, just a minimal amount. Yeah, yeah. No, well, we've we've you know we've all had decisions that maybe we didn't necessarily see coming. So there you go. Uh, so tell me this. Um, and you know, you have arguably two of the three best players in the world playing in the game. I mean, Matthews is having a wonderful season. He's lighting it up offensively. Great goal scorer. The Leafs aren't closing out games right now. I think it's quite no. apparent the challenges they have, and it starts on D. And we had Brad on the show yesterday, Tree Living. He didn't make any uh, bones about it. Obviously, they're you know they're they're going to look to you know improve there. Uh, but give me your overall assessment on what we saw last night. Besides the great theater, which was in the building at Rogers Place. Well, first of all, it was fun to watch. You know, the, the, as you said, the fans were in it. It was a really entertaining game. Uh, I thought Toronto got off, to, obviously, to a really good start. But I thought the longer the game went on, the more uh, Edmonton took control. Um, you know, uh, Jones, I kind of have an idea what he was thinking on the dry settle goal, but it's still one you you hate to see go in if you're Toronto because it doesn't look great and it's you, you've got a two nothing lead. But look, I, like I think one of the things that Toronto's been looking at here is how can they build their defense. I think Riley's been been good this year. He's probably been their MVP in a lot of ways. I think Simon Benoit has been a good defenseman for Toronto this year, but you know he's not a top pair guy. Other than that, they've had a lot of trouble mixing and matching. And you know, I just thought as that game went on, Edmonton was convinced they were going to win, and they did. And they got the saves, and Toronto didn't. And Toronto just had some real breakdowns. I thought, um, you know, the second goal there was a breakdown. The third goal there was a breakdown. And uh, you know, one of the there was a really good piece today on our website by Justin Bourne, just on how the Maple Leafs are different than they've been the last couple of years. They they really don't hold the puck in the offensive zone anymore. And uh, you know, other teams come right back at them and they make coverage mistakes like they did last night, and they end up in their own net. How much heat is on Sheldon Keefe in the Toronto market right now after that loss last well, night? Well, you know what? There's a lot. Um, but, you know, I, I kind of look at it this way. Number one, you got an extension before this season. So 
I mean, it would be a really bad luck if they if they extended him before the year and then they fired him. Like, just a really bad luck. And, you know, we were joking about the company I work for uh, earlier on. They own, you know, 37.5% of the, of the Maple Leafs uh, sports entertainment. And I don't think they'd like that. I, I, I just don't think they'd like a situation where, like, I know when Babcock was fired here and they paid him, you know, $25 million not to coach, you know, the people who run the organization didn't like that. And it affected a lot of contract negotiations uh, afterwards. I don't think they'd be happy with that kind of thing, even though I think Keith would get another opportunity. Um, so that's one thing, uh, Bob. The the second thing is that, you know, like I said, right now they're on their, their top goalie is, the, is their third goalie to start the season. Uh, their defense is kind of decimated, and I, like I said, I think they're trying to rebuild things. Are there coverage mistakes? Yes, there are, and the coach has to eliminate that. But I, I look at what they've got on goal, and I look at what they've got on defense, and I don't think it's all the head coach's fault. Yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. You mentioned uh, you know, the coach getting an extension. Daryl Sutter got an extension. Yeah, same GM. Yeah, I, I remember. But Absolutely. completely yeah. different situation because you know yeah. that management played a, a factor in that extension for Daryl Sutter, who has won two Stanley Cups, by the way. And I know it didn't yeah. end well for Daryl, but history will show the guy was a pretty good coach. And I don't agree. Uh, I love to. There were there were a lot of issues right behind the scenes there last year. Right, like, that was bigger yeah. than. Yeah. That was bigger than coaching. I don't think the two situations are comparable, but right. there's no there's no question there, Bob. Whenever you're you have losing, you know, especially in a Canadian market, things go sideways. We, we talked By the about- way. I'm in a, I'm in a car in Vancouver. I'm headed to a charity event uh, with Kevin Bieksa, and he's ripping me. He says, "You've asked two questions, and I've talked for 40 minutes. Is there anything else you'd like to say?" I've talked for 40 minutes. Mm-mm. No, I've talked for forty minutes. Well, You've asked me two questions. Uh, you, you, you can tell our you can tell Kevin our listeners would prefer I said nothing and you just keep talking. So there you go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Lose lose situation. Yes, uh, and I still think Dustin Penner should have fought him a second time, uh, especially if you get your ass beat that bad the first time. All Bob right. Bob says that uh, Dustin Penner should have fought you a second time. Bob Stoffer. There we go, Bob. Who? That says all you need to know right there. Thanks, Kevin. I'll show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he's still my buddy too. Don't worry. We're all, we're, we're all getting along here, singing "Kumbaya" on eleven game winning streak. That's right. Everyone gets along when the orders of one eleven in a row. Yeah. Uh, all right. So tell me this. So a little. You mentioned there came a point during the game yesterday where you could see the orders taking over. How much of last night was about Toronto, and how much of last night was about Edmonton, Elliot? Well, I, I think it goes. I, I like. Look, like, you guys got better as the game went on. You were the better team. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They made mistakes, but, look, you guys are feeling it right now. Like, even though the Hyman goal didn't count, you know, I I thought it was a huge moment because, you know, they should have had all the momentum. It was 2-0. You guys went right down the ice and scored. And, no, it didn't count, but I I think it just reminded you, the Oilers, that that game was far from over. Um Look, you guys are really feeling it right now. You you believe you can beat anyone, and, and lately you have. It's amazing. You've, you've passed L.A. now. Uh, I, it, it's incredible how quickly that happened. It happened in what, like 17 games or something like that? Like, yeah. it's, 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 it's incredible. 
And so, you know, like, it, it's funny. Someone was saying to me a couple of weeks ago, you know, you don't, it, it, what's the reward for finishing first in the, in the Pacific or the Central? You could get Edmonton in the first round. And now you guys are going right past that. So, so things are really good right now for you guys. I, I think it's going to be really interesting to watch to the end of the year what the Oilers decide to add. I think they're going to try to add a forward. Um, I'm curious to see if they're going to mix and match on defense. And do they stay with Pickard or do they go out and get – I mean, it's hard to do all of those things. Right. But it's going to be interesting to see what you guys decide to do. You know, in fairness to Jay, and the team started 2-9-1, and Ekholm was nowhere near 100%. Well, Ekholm and McDavid were both hurt. Right. And and you just look at Ekholm's numbers since coming here. Elliot, he's over plus 40 in 60 games. And I know yeah, that's so – pe- I mean, that – and you look at the advanced analytics on that pairing, and, yes, they play a lot with McDavid now. And, by the way, the Oilers' third pairing. Uh, Day Hernay has really improved his puck skills here, Elliot. Their D is rounding in a form, and it's gotten to a different – and I know some people, oh, Paul Coffey's never coached before. Guess what? It's kind of worked. Like, I don't think it can be really debated. They And they had some – Toronto – Elliot, Toronto's got guys with skill. They were knock picking pucks out of the air and knocking plays down and breaking. But but the Oilers' defense, there's a sense of belief right now with them on the back end, and they're very composed even then when things aren't going right during games. Well, it's clear that they buy what coffee's selling them. And I, I, like the thing is to me, like to me, coaching is all, is all about will guys play for you. And uh, I, I believe that no matter how many years you've played or how much your money you're making or what your resume is you always want to learn you always want to get better and if they believe they're being led by someone who has their best interests in mind and is making them better then they're going to buy in and clearly that's happening with paul coffee yeah absolutely all right uh the the, uh, orders have seattle and then they have calgary calgary are are they making things confusing for craig conroy here i mean they're kind of hanging around a bit aren't they no, I, you know, I, I don't think a lot has changed there. I still think they're going to try to sign Hannafin. Like someone the other day told me they think that's 50-50. Uh, I think more likely Tanev gets moved. I think Lindholm gets moved. You know, Markstrom, they really, you know, since I reported what I reported on the weekend, I had some guys reach out and tell me that Calgary is very, very protective of Markstrom because he doesn't doesn't like the rumors. Um so I think, like I said, I think unless they get something that they can't say no to, they're going to keep everything off them. It's just a matter of someone really makes it worth their while. Yeah. Uh, were you a little surprised Chicago chose the course of action specifically on Dickinson? Because could they have not have traded him and then turned around and re-signed him? And got, a, they got, a, got an asset? They could have. But how often does that happen? Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, you remember Keith Kachuk years ago, St. Louis, that happened. But how many times does someone get traded and go back to where they were traded from? Okay. I'll ask you about another Kachuk in Ottawa. What's... And, you know what? Put, put it this way. Am I am I surprised? I was a tiny bit. And then, you know, you realize they everything's two years. So yeah, they have lots of cap room. Um, you know, I think they... They're keeping room open for their kids. You know, someone said to me, what do you get for Dickinson? Third rounder, maybe. 
Ottawa or Chicago needs pros, and you know what they they know what they've got there, and they've got a lot of kids and a lot of picks. I just think they said, you know what, we we've got one of the great young players in the league here. We just make sure we want to have them surrounded by the right people, and they look and don't forget they probably paid Dickinson more than anybody else would. And so I say, good for him. Everybody should get as much money as they can. I think this is Chicago sending a message saying we want to make sure that these guys are surrounded by the right people. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it, it's it's oh, crazy. I, you gotta get Kevin going. Would like, Kevin, no, Kevin would like to add to the comment. Here you go. Go ahead, okay. Kevin. It's great to have a re- it's great to have a real analyst on the air with us right yeah, now. Go. No kidding. Someone who actually. I just want to elaborate on Elliot's point. Like that thing about Dickinson. It's all about the dressing room. So what you're doing and what you're saying when you give a guy like that 4.5 million, who you know you can debate whether he deserves that or not. Ellie just said he doesn't deserve it, basically. <laughs> but, uh, but what it's saying is, like to the young guys, we value these older guys. So yeah, you may be the stars of the team, and you may be the guys that end up taking over this team. But until you learn the game and learn how, what it's like to be a pro in the NHL. We're going to overpay these uh, older guys. We're going to value them, so you're going to respect them more. Can you imagine if, like, all the young guys were making more than all the veterans? Like, how would, why would they listen to them? Why would they respect them? Like, we're better than you. We're more skilled than you. We make more money than you. So that's just a way, I think, of keeping the dressing room intact. Well, Kevin, you played, a, you played against a team that some people accused of doing that in the early 2010s, and that's when the Oilers signed uh, Taylor Hall and Nugent Hopkins and Jordan Everly to max term length. Everly was six, but the other two guys. Now those guys were number one overall picks as well. Uh, yeah. and, and how about how about Chicago? They got a second round pick for taking Dickinson from Vancouver, yeah. right? So Amazing. I mean, and they came into Edmonton. I don't know if you saw it, but Dickinson and Nick Foligno came in in the uh, game that uh, Bedard scored the great goal, and they knocked the snot out of the Oilers early in the game. Like, they were really physical yeah. and lean on Edmonton. What's it like knowing that you have to always keep, you know, watch over Elliot, make sure that you uh, babysit him on the road and you're a real good teammate that way? Well, I have two kids, and they're all grown up, so this is kind of my third, right? So, no, there, there's times, like, we're waiting for him in the lobby for 30 minutes, and he comes down, and... No zippers undone and everything. So just constantly keeping an eye on him and making sure that he presents himself uh, the way that we want at Sportsnet. <laughs> that, that's why Cam Moon and myself do wraparounds in places like Nashville and Montreal. We don't. We just show back up at the hotel. We, we just never go to bed. No, I know. We all we all like to joke uh, and chirp Elliot, but we all know he's the best. So I'll, I'll pass the phone back. Thank you very much. I wouldn't be doing this without Elliot. So good talking to you guys. Yeah, we'll send you go, your $150 check later. Oh, did he just say that? Did he just say go Flames? Oh, man, that's it. <laughs> Uh, that's the end of that. Yeah, no kidding. Where's Tom Kostopoulos when you need him? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Elliot and Kevin. Thanks right. for t- have a great. Hey, it's great you guys are in Vancouver doing that event. Uh, Canucks do a great job with that. Okay, guys. Yes, they do. All right. Thanks very much. Have a great night, Bob. See you later. Uh, it All is five forty nine in Edmonton. There you have it. Uh, Elliot Friedman and guests with Kevin Bieksa joining us on Oilers now. It is uh, five forty nine in Edmonton. Just look up. Tom, because the Oilers uh, tried. Do you know? Do you know what happened with Tom? Like, I, I can only imagine. That was some awesome live radio. I just have to say, that was fantastic. Juice jumped in there. Yeah. Uh, so 
I mean, Bieksa, he he pretty much mopped the floors with most of the guys that he scrapped, right? We we know that. Oh, yeah. He was, I was a big fan of his growing up as a Canucks fan, of course. He The one guy that got a lucky one on him was Kostopoulos. He beat Kostopoulos the next time he fought him, but he Kostopoulos uh, was a surprisingly tough, undersized guy. And the Oilers targeted him a number of years ago uh, on a uh, deal. He ended up with the Calgary Flames. So there you have it. Uh, Brendan, will uh, get to some of the texts because there's lots coming in. It's 5.50 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. Elliot Friedman's appearances in Oilers Now are brought to you by Abe's Door Service, where services are specially. Visit abesdoor.ca. And our Oilers Now headliner in that last segment was Kevin Bieksa. It is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Travis and Trent and the gang at Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Uh, Trent's made some Oilers now. Roadies over the years with New West Travel. We've sold out a trip in Nashville, a trip in Montreal. We've got an exclusive road trip to Dallas this April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights deluxe hotel, great game ticket, and a reception with yours truly. Complete your trip with optional AT&T Stadium Tour and now National League baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach out to New West Travel uh, today and visit them at newwesttravel.com. By the way, uh, Sam Gagne appears like he's much closer to a potential return for the Edmonton Oilers as well. Of course, he didn't play Saturday in Montreal, but I think he's good to go now. It's a sense I get the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, when accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. I know Trent Brown's going to be stoked. He's going to be pumped. He's going to be jacked up because he loves the Edmonton Oilers and the Edmonton Elks and the Alberta Golden Bears. And, uh, and the Oilers are rolling. They're a wagon right now. 11 straight games, best team in the league. Hey, Brendan, I, I brought something up there. Elliot talked about you don't want to overpay the young guys. That got all... Okay. I think each situation is dependent upon the market. You're the Edmonton Oilers organization. You had to sell, and that's what happened. Peter Pocklington. By the way, we can tie this. Did you see the what happened? The Chicago Bulls fans booing Jerry Krause's wife. They had a moment where they recognized. Did you see that? It was Reed's in here nodding. I have not invested any. Oh, well, let's of my bring. Life well, into we're going to bring Reed over here on the other side. Take a swing. Get it. Get him in here. Uh, and, and we bring this up because each situation, and I think back to the night that we did the 84 reunion at Rogers Place, and Peter Pocklington came out, and if any fan base had the right to boo an owner or a former executive, it would be Edmonton and Peter Pocklington. He sold the greatest player in the history of the game. And instead, because Edmontonians have class, they took the high road, but Jerry Krause, who's no longer with us, what, what did you it's, think? Of- uh, I, I, it's, it's disgusting, quite I, frankly. I thought it was disgusting. I, I mean, now, Jordan is a god in Chicago, and he's, I think, gone out of his way to paint Krause as a villain. Yeah. Even though... They weren't even there. Like, he, they're up in the Wall of Honor. Those guys weren't even there. Yeah, I mean... They couldn't have even been bothered to I, show I, up. I understand, okay, they hated their boss. Right. Okay, fine. But he also put the team together. He found Kukoc, didn't he? Uh, right. So, so okay, whatever. So, I guess they're saying Jordan Pippen and all the guys... Well, did Jordan Pippen... But, but did the guys, they even get along, it's Jordan the guys, Pippen? It's the guys... It's his wife. And they booed like his wife. Like, he's w- passed away. Sorry, man. That's like, just what classless. Is, what is that... And it, look, it's probably that's a, red ass American. What that it's, is? It's probably a few. It's I, I'd like to believe it's a small off, percentage. So, well, uh, 
What were they playing? Were they playing Golden State? Or I can't even remember. I th- who's who's the co- Kerr? I think Kerr said something. Kerr's the Golden State coach. Yeah, he, I think he said, "Come on, man, you can't be doing stuff like that." And I just think, I mean, back- if, he, if he didn't like, the, just do nothing or just sit there, like- right? Like just. And I think back to Peter. Like Peter was overcome with emotion that night that we did the '84. Re- he was in shock that people cheered for him and they gave him a warm welcome. No one booed. He, and it, and it, it's not. It wasn't Kraus. It's the whittle. Like what? What is the point? What do you? What do you gain by doing that? What are yeah. you proving? All right. So Bieksa talked very quickly. We're going to bring both of you guys in for thirty seconds. So ha- have a quick thought here. Uh, he said, "Well, you don't want to overpay the young guys, but the other situation was different because they had lost all their good players. So when the time came up under Daryl Cates' ownership of the team, and they had an opportunity to sign Hall and Nugent Hopkins to seven-year deals, they did." And then they signed, you know, McDavid, like, did Edmonton make a mistake signing? Like, some people, because he referenced the fact you can't pay the young guys too much and have them. you got to pay veterans yeah. more. Well, the young guys were making more, and they were the most skilled guys. Agree or disagree with that decision at that time? Yeah, I mean, at that time, you had to pay somebody else to want to play in Edmonton, and then you had to pay them to be a veteran on the team on top of that. So you're you're paying a triple tax, basically, for just being in Edmonton at that point. Right. So, yeah, invest in your youth. Reed? Sorry, I sorry I couldn't hear, but th- yeah, I mean, there you're was, saying it made sense to invest in their youth. I I think you had to prove that you wanted to keep those guys. Hundred percent. I, I I I get it, but I mean, there was so much, and there still is at Edmonton, quite frankly, anxiety about good players leaving or all of a sudden deciding they don't want to be here or whatever. Now, in hindsight, then winning the McDavid lottery <laughs> changed, changed, a lot of changed everything. That- continues to change things, quite frankly. But I think at the time, you had you had to show a commitment to at least a couple of those guys. Yeah. We were bringing it back in around 648. Okay, okay thank thanks you. a lot.